0: Hey, lovely freaks, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe button and you or follow button. You can also head down to our description box, and you will see a link that will take you to our link tree. That'll give you access to all of our social media, like Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. And all that jazz. And our Instagram is at Podcast. We also have a live Q&A that we're going to have on Facebook and Instagram this Sunday, April 25th, 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Whew. Okay. That was is, this,
1: is it going to be on our Lovely Freaks thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, we're not going to be because last time we got... No. Sanitized. Last time... Yeah. Last Sorry, time I'm I... I don't know what happened with my... Oh, we're not
0: going to be. <laughs> no. Last time was a shit show. That's not going to happen this yeah. time. Okay. So... Today, we're going to dive right into this, because it's a lot to cover, but it's very interesting. You guys, by the way, blew up the Elizabeth Fritzel case, the 24 years in a basement. Like, blew it up. It's one of our top listens. And we wanted to kind of give you guys another one of those situations, yet this doesn't have to do with a dad and a daughter. This is something totally different. If you saw the title, then you know what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about J.C. Dugard so she was a girl that got kidnapped in 1991 and we'll kind of go over you know obviously we'll go over that but first I want to go over Philip Garrido or Garrido however you say his last name douchebag um he
1: (laughs) that sounds like a douchebag name
0: yeah he I want to kind of tell you guys, like, why I think that law enforcement and our justice system really um, pretty much could have kept this from happening. Obviously, that happens a lot. Our justice system lets people out too early when they go to jail for something. But in this case, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Pretty severe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, let's start by talking about Philip Garrido. I always want to say Garrido. Gardo or something. He was born April 5th, 1951 in California. His father, named Manuel, made a modest living um, and they lived kind of comfortably. Not much is known about his childhood, though, because his father, after he got arrested, demanded money in exchange for information about his son. And people were like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Um, it's said, though, that in his early life, it seemed like it was pretty normal. His father and others did say, though, that his behavior started changing after he suffered a motorcycle accident. He became antisocial and a dangerous teen. Which, that's happened a few times, you know. And mm-hmm. motorcycle accidents or head injuries or something like that. I'm not sure what kind of injuries he sustained, but I know it was pretty um, a pretty serious accident. He was a good boy before his father. Says, that's what his father said. He was a good boy before. But after, he started taking drugs, and he went downhill from there. Despite this, though, he did graduate from high school in 1969. He embraced the rocker lifestyle, kind of, like, hippie rocker lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But it was transitioning into the 70s, so, you know. He was in a psychedelic rock band. He wore a leather jacket, and... Sorry. I don't know if they heard my husband. That was funny. <laughs> he, he wore a leather jacket, he also grew his hair out long, so he was like you know rock and roll Hippie guy, kind of vibe. and his uh he wanted to be like a rock and roll legend. Oh, a rock and yeah. roller. Okay. So, at eighteen, he had a girlfriend named Christine, but he would I, I saw reports where I th- someone said or something said some things said that he would rape her, but I, then other things said he wouldn't. He would just beat her regularly. So. One or the other. He was a, he was an asshole to her. Then in 1972, um, he was charged with rape of a 14-year-old girl. He avoided doing prison time, however, because the girl refused to testify. Mm. Um, but during this time, he also was, like, one of the busiest drug dealers in Contra Costa County, which is where he lived, and that's where he grew up. <clears throat> so... Even if they didn't get him for the 14-year-old girl, they could have possibly got him for drug charges if they would have just done a little digging, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. After the charges were dropped, though, he married Christine. She actually married him. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Um, And they moved 185 miles to South Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. Tahoe? Tahoe. (laughs) Tahoe. 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 (laughs) <laughs> his wife, um, she started working as a card dealer at Harris Casino. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Philip was kind of a piece of shit. Like, he just pursued his rock and roll career and did a lot of drugs, coke, and LSD, while she worked her ass off to support them.
1: Douchebag.
0: He would also spend his days masturbating for hours in front of the window, watching the elementary. Girls across the street Ugh. to like get on their bus stop.
1: If yeah. I came in and my husband, I would. I don't think beat she knew. Him. But yeah. But if I found out, oh. He
0: eventually started following um a woman around this time. He then decided that he was going to do something with this woman. He was going to kidnap her and mm-hmm. rape her. So he rented a warehouse in Reno, about sixty miles south of where he was living. He fixed it up with surround, surround sound, what the fuck, soundproof, <laughs> soundproof walls, which he actually just used, like, thick mattresses, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, no, it was rugs. It was rugs. He used rugs. Does that work? I don't know. So, he brought mattress, a mattress, satin sheets, bottles of wine, and a huge collection of pornographic magazines. Every woman's dream. <laughs> After he finished setting everything up, he took four tabs of LSD. Then he attacked the woman he had been stalking. However, he was so drugged out of his mind that he um, couldn't, like, hold her. And she just kind of fought him, fought off and got out of it. Mm. He was pissed about this. And after this, he drove to a, the casino where Christine was working. He asked one of her co-workers, Katie Hall, for a lift home because he was, like, too intoxicated to drive. And he just left the car there with Christine Unfortunately, she did not get away from him. Katie Hall was kidnapped, and he took her to his warehouse. He raped her repeatedly over an eight-hour period. She was finally rescued by a police officer, though, that, like, the door was ajar, and he could kind of overhear screaming and stuff, and um, then could kind of see, too. So, he was, she was arrested. I mean, she was, ar- she was he, rescued. Oh, by okay. that police officer. Mm. After this, his wife finally decided to leave him. About I God. think maybe he was kind of telling her, like, oh, that 14-year-old was lying. Because she never testified. So, all he had to do was be like, no, she lied. I didn't ever do that. You know. Yeah. And so, maybe that's why she stuck with him. Um, anywho, he... She divorced him. And then Philip was arrested and sentenced to 50 years in prison. So, you're like, okay. Well... Yeah, is this this over? (sighs) Is this over? Nay, nay, as Bailey would say. Um, (laughs) No, this is not over. Behind bars, he met the niece of one of his close inmate friends. Her name was Nancy. In 1981, the two were married with, uh, like, the prison chaplain married them because you can get married if you're in prison. He was studying psychology and theology. From the prison library. And he also was having conjugal visits with his new bride, Nancy.
1: Nancy was...
0: Yeah. Nancy was a Jehovah's Witness. And it seemed... He seemed to become, like, super interested in this religion. His extreme devotion... This is fucked up. His extreme devotion to the religion is what led him is what helped the prison psychologist determine he was no longer a threat to society. And in 1988, he was granted parole, but was a registered sex offender, and he also had to see psychologists on a regular basis, and of course he had to see his parole board. But yeah, they let him out. He only served 10 years, by the way, of his 50-year sentence. My God. For raping a woman repeatedly buying a warehouse to make re- this they just let him go make this uh chamber yeah Wow. all because his religion was so intense that is ridiculous I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer got saved before he died and people still were like yeah he yeah, wasn't but
1: he needs to stay yeah. there <laughs> people were like <laughs> you don't I mean, know if they're lying just to get like exactly. a good rap or something like don't do that That's disgusting. So... Disgusting?
0: Disgusting? Yeah, that's the, um, the beginning of, sorry, I thought that it stopped there for a minute. I was about to have a panic attack. Our recording. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, so anyways, that is the beginning of Philip and, like, his life. Now we're going to come to, um...
1: The second part after he got out?
0: Yeah, after he got out. J.C. Dugart, who was born May third,
1: nineteen eighty.
0: Her parents were Mom Terry and stepdad Carl. Um, she also had a sister cool. named. <laughs> she. She also. Sorry, I was thinking about uh. Yeah, Walking walk Dead. dead. Cool. She also had a sister named Cheyenne. Um, I don't know if her dad was in the picture. I, I saw. Um, she did an interview with Diane Sawyer and this is like where Mm -hmm. I got my information plus I got it from a bunch of different books so anyways in that interview they mentioned that her dad wasn't really in the picture so I guess not but she had her stepdad so on June 10th 1991 the family was living in South Lake Tahoe, California Mm -hmm. they actually moved there nine months before um, because they wanted to move to, like, a safer community. They were living in Orange County, and it was kind of getting rough, and so they thought this was, like, one of the safest community, one of the safer communities in California at the time. This morning, everything seemed normal. She said that she remembered her mom not kissing her good morning, and, like, kissing her goodbye before mm-hmm. she left for work. And she says, though, that she was kind of like, oh, well, I'll remember her later like, tonight, Aww. you know, and she was gonna, like, make like poke at her for, like, because she told her, she was like, you're gonna forget in the morning, you know, and she yeah. was like, no, I'm not, and she did, and she was just gonna be like, you forgot to kiss me good morning or whatever, Aww. so... She was How in oldest?
1: fifth Oh, she was oh, in fifth grade. Yeah. Just about
0: to say it. She was in fifth grade and she was mm-hmm. 11 at the time. 11 again. Okay. She was excited about a field trip that she had coming up. She also said that she was like kind of nervous cuz she was going to ask her mom if she could shave her legs for the first time because oh. for the field trip, you know. Okay. She got ready and started walking up the hill cuz her their house was kind of in like a valley area, so she started walking up the hill to the bus stop. And kind of on the side of the road, because her mom had told her never walk in the road, you know. Yeah. So, as she's walking up, about halfway up the hill, a car pulled up beside her. Before she knew it, she fell on the ground paralyzed, and she said everything was tingling. At this point, J.C. didn't realize it, but she had been tased by Philip. Tased? Her, damn. Tased. Yeah, he used a taser. Her stepfather actually saw all of this from the house down the hill, because... He could, like, see far uh-huh. up the hill. And others actually saw it, too. Like, they were standing around at the bus stop or whatever. Because she hadn't made it to the bus stop, but she so wasn't there was, far. So,
1: like, just standing at the bus stop, he just did it right there?
0: Yeah. Before wow. the bus stop. Like, in the middle of the bus yeah, but stop. Yeah, and... there's so
1: many people around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got some balls to do that. <sighs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, her stepfather... um, was in the yard, I think, so he, like, jumped on a bike, because that was the closest thing to him, and he didn't have his car keys in his hand. Uh-huh. He starts taking off as fast as he can, but he didn't even, like, have a chance. He didn't see the license plate, because they just kind of, like, tased her, like...
1: Put her in the van. Put
0: her in the car, and then took off. In the car, yeah. So he couldn't, um, he couldn't reach them, and he said in an interview, he said, quote, I wish I would have had my keys in my pocket. Mm-hmm. End quote. Philip was not alone in the car, though his wife Nancy was with him. Nobody was able to make out a license plate because it was so fast, and there wasn't a lot. There was like kids standing around at the bus stop, so you know they don't think to look for a license plate and all. Yeah. Even the adults that were there. This is in 1991, and this is not something that happens every day. Nowadays, we would be like fucking memory yeah. lock on a license plate car color Definitely. of their hair. Like, we'd know yeah. it all. Because but, we've
1: watched so many true crime nowadays, yeah. but a lot of people didn't have that and they didn't understand yeah. that.
0: Yeah, and they didn't. And in 1991, this was not a common thing. Um, but after this, in the 90s, there was a lot of girls that were getting kidnapped. Like, you know, her, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Smart, all those different people, so. Um, where was I? So she got oh, kidnapped. she, Nancy, his mm-hmm. wife, she is the one who actually found J.C. Um, she said that this was like a gift for him. She's picked out. She picked oh, so her. she's she picked a part of out. this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. she's a part
1: of it. How do they find these? How How do you find these people? I, just, I, don't I don't know. I can't get it.
0: J.C., however, didn't really see her a lot. Like, she didn't see her until... Because um, she was passed out in the car. Mm-hmm. So she didn't see her for a while. And we'll explain that later going forward. Uh, they lived back in Contra Costa County. I love saying that. I don't know why. And <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's where they took her. So they took her three hours away from her house mm-hmm. in a different in a different like city county whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when they got there, Philip escorted her to the backyard with a blanket over her head, and she kept telling him like over and over. My parents don't have enough money for ransom because she thought that's what they were wanting. Yeah. Because that's kind of the only thing that, at the time that she could knew that yeah. kidnappers would do. He took her to a shed that was in the backyard. Um, there was nothing on the floor except for a pallet. And mm-hmm. he stripped off all her clothes. He put on fuzzy, he put fuzzy handcuffs on her. And he told her that they were the more comfortable ones. So that's why he did that. Whatever. Then he left her there. In the backyard, they had, like, a whole bunch of shacks and sheds and tarps. Like, it was... We'll put some pictures up, but it was really strange. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I would have thought it was, like, a meth lab, honestly. Um, The shed she was in was, like, kind of soundproof. And he told her, if you try to leave, there's attack dogs outside the doors that will attack you. Which there wasn't, but he told her that. He then brought her... In the same day, I think it was the same day or the next day, he brought her into the shower with him. He didn't, I saw some things that said he raped her in the shower, but some things that said he didn't. So, I'm not quite sure, but I don't think he did. When I watched the interview, she said that she just saw his naked body and she had never seen a naked man for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, He told her that he was like a sex addict. and Addict. Addict, addict yeah. And something was making him do this she stayed handcuffed for months and he essentially used her as like a sex slave because a week after, um, I skipped that part. A week later was when he raped her for the first time. Okay. So that's why I'm saying, I don't think he did that in the shower. Cause mm-hmm. she said that was the first time I had seen a naked man's body. And then a week later he brought her like a milkshake to try to like, Forced her into being comfortable. And then he raped her. She stayed. Han- okay. So she's. And that's what I. That's the yeah. part. I missed that part. She stayed handcuffed for months. Um, He also told her he was doing this to her. So that way he could keep other little girls safe from himself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Stop. He, she's not going to
0: like you. Yeah. Sir. Just stop. Okay. She didn't have much human contact those days. What's crazy is that three days before he abducted Josie, did I say Jacy? Jo- JC? JC, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I always want to say Josie. I was wondering. I was like, who's Josie? Who's <laughs> Josie? Um He saw his psychologist three days before, and then he saw his psychologist four days later. And apparently, there's there was nothing off about him. But the psychologist reported oh. nothing, nothing. I was—I thought
1: you were gonna say like he told him. No, 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 no. Didn't do anything. No. I was like, oh my but god. But
0: there are people that don't do shit in this. Just we'll get there. Okay. She had no water or food unless he brought it to her, and he would bring her like milkshakes. Like I said, he would bring her fast food to like bribe her and like show that he was like being kind and stuff like that. She couldn't really remember often like how many times she was raped, but she did say that she remembers it. She didn't remember if it happened every day because time just kind of blurred together. But mm-hmm. she said that she did remember that um, it would usually happen before she ate. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, he okay. would do that and then feed her whatever. Like, give her, like, as a prize I, afterwards. I guess. I don't know. He's crazy.
0: Um, so, she finally met Nancy, though, seven months into her capture. Mm. Seven months. He also gave her a TV eventually. But wouldn't let her watch the news because he didn't want her to know that anyone was looking for her. Mm-hmm. She said in an interview that she remembers falling asleep to QVC Shopping Channel all the time. And she said she did that because she wanted to have, like, noise of people talking in the background mm-hmm. instead of, like, um, like a show or something like that. She just yeah. wanted to have noise of someone talking because mm-hmm. she was so lonely. Poor baby. Her mother, Terry, meanwhile, was searching for her diligently day and night. She started a foundation to find her. She quit her job, and she even had some friends quit their jobs as well to, like, help run this foundation. Mm. They set up hundreds and thousands of flyers all over the country, all over California. Um, They even wrote a song for her, and they played it on the radio. I don't remember the artist they got to sing it, but they played it on the radio. Her mom said the reason why she wrote the song was because... She wanted her... If she, if she ever heard the song, she wanted to know that they still loved her and they were still oh. looking for her. Yeah. And she said if the Captures had a heart, maybe they would hear the song and let her go. Or no, whatever the situation don't. was going. They don't. In the book um, that J.C. wrote, it's called um, A Stolen Life. Mm-hmm. Really good book. She talks about her and her mom having a special thing with, like, the moon. Her mom said that she liked the crescent moon, and J.C. liked the full moon. So when she would look at the moon, she would think of her mom. But little did she know, her mom was actually looking at the same moon almost every night, too. Because uh, she had a window in her shack, and she yeah, would look out at the moon.
1: That is so cute. I
0: know. It makes me want to cry.
1: Oh but goodness. I'm going to keep it. <sighs>
0: After a month and a half, he finally moved her to a larger shed on the property. Philip told J.C., that he heard voices in the walls angels and demons and he was like the chosen one that was supposed to save the world he would go on drug binges for days doing meth, coke whatever mm-hmm. and during this time he would dress JC up I never really understood this I don't know if he dressed her up as like a little like in little girl clothes I think maybe he just dressed her up in like different scenarios um,
1: like like, uh, i don't know um fetishes yeah, yeah like fan like uh what am i thinking of Co- cosplay uh no, no not, not cosplay, cosplay. <laughs> uh.
0: just different just different things
1: Kinks so stuff,
0: yeah. yeah so he would also make her like role play in. that's what i was thinking yeah. sorry he would What's also like make her lean in on the walls and like try to listen for the voices which i'm sure she was like yeah, yeah sure yeah I hear yeah, after he would rape her, and then he would actually, after he raped her, every, almost every time, she said in the interview, that he would um, cry
1: and what? apologize
0: and say that the demons were making him do it. He's even, just crazy. Even Nancy would apologize as well. What? And what's crazy is later on, they find out this, they find this footage where Nancy was supposed to be recording him play the guitar mm-hmm. in a park. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because he's a big time rock and roller. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, meanwhile, he's playing the guitar and singing. And he's like, do you have a good picture of me? And she's like, yeah, I do. But you can see in the background that she's zooming in on kids at the park. Like different, I don't know, people they're going to take eventually. I have oh no gosh. idea what, what that was about.
1: Oh, they're crazy. <sighs> Cuckoo
0: for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. So um they eventually gave jc a journal which she documented her life in like her day-to-day life she Mm -hmm. also talked about a spider that became one of her best friends that lived in the window she said it gave her something to do like the journal they Mm -hmm. also started bringing her kittens they gave her three kittens and they told her that they were super expensive To make her feel like, oh, they actually spent all this money on me, you know. Assholes. Yeah. And, um, unfortunately, though, over time, like, the kittens kept disappearing. Like, one would disappear and they would just say, oh, it ran away. But JC thinks that they, like, maybe he was, like, killing them or taking them off somewhere or something. She didn't know. She just thought it was weird that they kept disappearing. Um, keep in mind, the whole time... These years are passing by. Philip is still on parole and he is still seeing psychologists. Also, for months at one point, I mean, for months, I'm sorry, for a month, he went back to jail because he failed a urine test, like a urine drug test. Yeah. So he went to prison for a
1: month for failing his parole. Did the police officers not investigate if he's on parole? Aren't they coming to his house, right? Uh-huh. They're coming to their house. Like. Uh-huh. Why wouldn't you I'll go ahead and tell you.
0: I'll go ahead and tell you. Um, I, I was going to wait to the end. But they came to his house 60 times. Are you fucking serious? 60 times during these 18 years that she's kidnapped. She's kidnapped
1: for 18 years. And they didn't like... Let me go look at your shed. Like, no, what's that? Sir? There's like
0: a lot of sheds back there. And what? weird. And that's not that's not even it. Okay, so also for months... Oh, bleh. Sorry, my bad. Then, on April 3rd, 1994, mm-hmm. Philip, Nancy, and JC were all having dinner together in one of her sheds that he, he put her in. Mm-hmm. And they told her that they thought she was pregnant. They told her that they think that she was about four months pregnant, actually. Keep in mind that she doesn't have any idea that this is how babies are made. Like, she doesn't know that babies are made from sex. She's only 13 at the time. Yeah. And she was 11 when they took her. So, she didn't really get the whole sex talk and she didn't really know that you know, sex is how you had a baby. So she was really confused. Philip told her that it was going to be okay because he was going to watch birthing videos and read books and she could watch birthing videos and he was going to love her the babies and it would be all okay. So on August 18th, at 14 now, because she turned 14 in May, mm-hmm. um, she started having contractions in a shed by herself, all alone at age 14. It was hours before they actually came in and saw that she was in labor. Mm-hmm. Um the baby's cord was actually wrapped around his neck and Philip had to reach in a uh, wrapped around her neck, who was a girl. Yeah. Philip had to reach in and like untangle the cord. Mm-hmm. So there was slight complications and it could have been life-threatening if he didn't react, you know. Yeah. Not that he's a hero or anything. I'm just saying yeah. like if you would have actually not done it or been at a hospital then finally, she gave birth to her first baby girl named Angel. She was actually very happy, she said, that she felt like she wasn't alone after that. And that's a lot. That happens a lot with a lot of captors if they have babies. Yeah. They feel like they have a purpose. So the baby is going to stay with her? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. actually held the baby after it was born, and she remembers him, like, sitting in a chair holding the baby, and he was, like, praying to God that he wouldn't hurt her. And J.C. said, "Like that was my worst fear that she would grow up and he would start sexually assaulting her." What? Yeah. So, so November thirteenth, nineteen seven. I suck at everything. November. (laughs) (laughs) November thirteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. She had her second daughter, Starlet. Mm -hmm. I love that name. Um, Scarlet, yeah. Starlet. Oh, Starlet. Starlet. Starlet? Yeah. S-T-A-R-L-E-T. I, I do too, yeah. Starlet. After the kids were born, she, uh, he built a wooden fence, like a wooden privacy fence around the property. So, they had not, she had never been outside. Mm-hmm. From the time she was captured to, she's now like. How old is she? Oh gosh, 15? how old is she? She's 14. I don't know. 16, probably. Yeah. She had not been outside, and, um, after he built the wooden fence, he finally let them go outside, and she saw, she said that she remembers, um, being in the sunlight for the first time.
1: Wow. a long ass
0: time. She had been in that, um, shed for years, and she decided that she was gonna make, like, a garden. She was like, finally, I'm outside, so she made herself, like, a little garden, uh, mm-hmm the rape and sexual assault after she had both the kids actually stopped and she wasn't really sure why it stopped but it did after she had both the kids it it stopped
1: maybe it stopped because he didn't want any more kids i
0: don't know uh well he explains why it stopped but it's a stupid lame ass excuse probably so (laughs) anyways um She would try over the years to teach her kids school. They had math, social studies, history, and English. But she would say in the interview, like, keep in mind, I only had a fifth grade education. So she's like, I was trying to teach them the best that I could to my ability. Mm -hmm. Nancy, however, was getting jealous because she was having kids. And Philip told JC, from now on, you're going to have to start referring to your kids as your siblings. They're going to call you sister, and they're going to call Nancy mom. And that's what they did.
1: That would piss
0: me off. Mm -hmm. They even came to J.C. at one point and said that they wanted her to change her name to Alyssa. Well, they kind of let her pick her own name. And she liked um, Alyssa Milano, which was like a character on, uh, what's it called? I can't remember right now. But anyways, she, she liked her as a movie actress and so she wanted to name herself that. But they wanted her to change her name because he had, like, plans to eventually not let her... I mean, yeah, let her out, essentially, and, like,
1: Mm
0: kind of live a normal life, I guess you could say. Like, under his rule still. Yeah. So, in 1999, at age 19 now, the whole family goes to a festival. Philip felt confident that J.C. would not run away or leave or try anything. And she didn't. She even, Mm. he even opened up a business in 2000. And JC was like somebody that answered emails. She answered phone calls. Not once did she email or call anybody. And a lot of people would say that she had Stockholm Syndrome. But that's when you fall in love with your capture. Yeah. And you like trust them and all that. And she gets really mad when people say this. Because she said that like I didn't have Stockholm Syndrome. She said I knew he was a bad man. And I knew that I hated him. But I was scared because he would tell her, like, if you leave, where are you going to go with your kids? Like, it's a dangerous Mm -hmm. world out there. He would also tell her, like, um, when she would email or when she would get on the computer or phone calls, he said, I can trace that so I'll know exactly who you called and exactly who you emailed, which he can't. But she didn't know that. She was 11 when she got captured. So, you know, this was all new to her. Um. One reason I say this is because also she thought that nobody was looking for her Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because she didn't see, she wasn't allowed to watch the news um, and she thought that nobody cared. Over the 18 years, like I told you, he was visited 60 times and she saw some of these people. She met one of the parolees at the house and they met the kids. First of all, he is a registered sex offender. Yeah. They asked, who are these kids? And he said, oh, these are my brother's kids. One, what? One phone call to the brother.
1: Yeah. The brother would have
0: been like, I don't have any kids. That's all they had to do. Oh,
1: my God. And
0: then they would have been like, oh, well, let's go back to the house. In, ni- uh, in 2006, sorry, I got ahead of myself. I got so heated. In 2006... A woman even called the police because she was like, hey, there's some strange tents in this backyard. I see kids. I think they're actually living in these tents. They're running around. I don't know what's going on. The officer showed up to the house, didn't bother to go to the backyard. Oh, my God. And stood on the front porch. I don't know what the hell they talked about, but he stood on the front porch, talked to Philip, and then left.
1: Oh, my God. I can't. Yeah. Stop it. Just go. Just investigate. I don't care if you think, oh, I'm gonna be rude. Be rude, bitch. Yeah.
0: Be rude. I mean, especially the fact that the backyard was the place in question that you were supposed to be investigating.
1: Good on the neighbor. I mean, Why honestly, it's not there? her fault because no, no, she called the fault. police, the and she police. Thought, yeah. well that will be handled. It's the police it wasn't. officer's
0: fault. Finally, August twenty fourth, two thousand and nine comes um this day on this day Philip decides to take the whole family to UC Berkeley University because he had like some religious flyers that he wanted to hand out and he was Uh gonna ramble about this fact that he was the savior and that all this crap he was crazy so anyways uh, well two security campus female police officers I say female because I feel like this was female intuition they saw the girls because it was three young three young girls really I mean JC was still pretty young, you know, Mm -hmm. or she looked young. Yeah. So, three girls, um, and they said that there wasn't, she wasn't giving them, like, any signals or anything. She wasn't, like, you know, looking over at them, like, help me. Yeah. But they just said something felt off about it. So... They go over to him and they, like, pretend to be interested in his babbling bullshit. And they were like, hey, what's your name, you know? He gives them his name and then they look up his name later on and they realize that he's a registered sex offender. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, the next day, he was supposed to have, like, a scheduled meeting with somebody because he wrote this paper or something, I don't know, about religion and all this shit. So, he goes back up there. And the officers took him into custody at this time because he had violated his parole. Or they said that he had violated his parole. Yeah. She then phoned the parole board. Of course, it took them, like, forever to get there. And they didn't get in any hurry. But while, mm-hmm. meanwhile, um, J.C. was at first telling them, you know, they were like, is everything fine? Are you okay? Is anything wrong? She was like, no, nothing's wrong, I'm fine, my name's Alyssa, you know, over and over. Yeah. Meanwhile, in another room, um, Phillip was the first one to confess, actually, to everything, and really? told them what was going on. Wow. Then J.C. said that she didn't want to say it out loud because she was too scared to tell them her name, but she would write it on a piece of paper, and she finally wrote the words J.C. Dugard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The police were in shock for a few minutes because they remembered that this was the girl that had vanished 18 years ago. Then, a few minutes later, they asked her, they were like, do you want to call your mom? To which she replied, I can call my mom? Like, question mark? Yeah. Like, um. I couldn't imagine. She was like in amazement that she could actually call Mm -hmm. her, talk to her, you know, all that. When they called her mom, they told her, you know, we found her. And she said that she was, like, shouting, you know, they found her, they found her. And J.C. could hear her in the background. And she said her and her mom were crying, you know, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And she she said the only thing I could tell her was that I've got two babies, you know, two kids, you know. And she was like, her mom was like, okay, you know. Yeah. Um, the, her daughters were 11 and 15 at the time, so. Mm. J.C. um, said she wrote in her book and told all about all this. So I didn't put too many details in there because I want you guys to read her book. It's really good. Um, But she said, quote, Why not look at it and stare it in the face? Survival is your strength, not your shame. End quote. She said the only part that still haunts her to this day is the sound of a deadbolt or this or hearing like a deadbolt sound in her head like locking Mm because she remembers that that's what it sounded like when he had locked the shed she also said that a squeaky bed is really triggering too and like it's the haunting sound because that's Mm -hmm. like the sound of the squeaky bed whenever in in her room and stuff yeah philip was sentenced to 431 years to life in prison and nancy Was sentenced to 36 years to life. So she got a lighter sentence. Because she like gave a plea deal or something. They told everyone in court. And their defense was. (laughs) They didn't really have a defense. But their defense attorneys said that. In 1997 was when they both found God. And after that was when they dedicated their life to taking care of JC and the children and that's when like the sexual abuse stopped you remember i told you yeah so that was
1: what yeah like well you, then let them go you <laughs> i can't yeah that was
0: their that was their thing wow they didn't let them go because they i don't know <laughs> just let them go or just never kidnap the girl in the first place how about yeah. that God almighty. So, yeah. That's the story of J.C. Dugard. So, the crazy thing about it is, is that, um, in one of the videos you can see, and you can watch the Diane's, Diane, Diane Sawyer interview with her, and I think it was ABC News, I want to say, I don't remember. Anyways, they did this whole thing on the fact that the parolees, the parole board never went to the backyard never like they were supposed to conduct searches of his house every so often especially
1: the police officer who was called that yeah. is and ridiculous. they never
0: did that the california like yeah. um california state they gave her 20 million dollars to compensate you know
1: yeah for they something should. because
0: yeah. of the way that the lack of investigation investigation was done yeah their job caring? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's crazy that psychologists psychologist never, like, I guess he never had any red flags come up.
1: Yeah, like, but. Like, oh yeah, I mean, by the way, I've
0: got a girl in my backyard. Did, did he, like, he ever I say, don't... I have
1: a shed? Like, why do you have a shed? You know, like. No. The sheds were
0: very piled with things. Like, if you were to, like, look in the shed, you would just think it was a normal shed. But in yeah. the back was where her bed was oh, and all okay. this other stuff. So could he have been like could some of them went to the backyard and looked and just not went further enough? Probably. Yeah. But also there was deadbolts on the shed doors. There were multiple reports of little kids, you know, playing in Around the backyard. That area, yeah. You'd and think the they fact would investigate. That, yeah. The fact that he told one <laughs> the thing that gets me is he told one of the parolees, Oh, that's my brother's kids. Well, first of all, you're a registered sex offender. Where the hell is your brother? Second of all, let's call your brother up. Yeah. And then your brother can verify, oh, yeah, those are my kids. Which his brother didn't have any kids, and his brother would have said, no, No, I don't don't have have children. Yeah,
1: and it would have been over with. Yeah. These people not being, I'm so tired of people like, oh, well, I don't want to be rude, even though he's really fishy. If you have that feeling, and you're like, hmm, be rude. Who gives a shit? Sure. Be like, hey.
0: Also, can he we talk about the fact that in your
1: shed, this should have like,
0: never happened in the first place? Because the 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 douchebag should have served his Sentence. fifty years. Oh yeah, yeah. And this would have never happened. I mean, straight up, he should have served it. Um, I will say, like. Please pay attention to your kids. This is way worse than it was back then. Um, Kids getting kidnapped um, left and right constantly. Sex trafficking is a huge deal. Also, just remember that, you know, I tell my daughter, she's seven. She stays by me constantly. I don't even let her go in the front yard by herself unless somebody's out there. Like me or my husband or my um, Son. son. But even my son, like I tell him, you know... But I tell him he's twelve, he's gonna be thirteen. He's six almost six foot. So I mean, he's a big guy. If anybody was to like tackle him, they'd have to take him out with like a taser or something like that. Yeah. But I do tell him, you know, it's possible somebody can take you out with a taser yeah. or anything and you just never know and it a really scary, scary world out there. But um you know, don't feel bad tracking your kids' phones. I do that with my son. My fun my son's yeah. phone is tracked. Constantly, I mean that's not to say that a, you know, a sex trafficker won't throw it out the window or something like that.
1: But at the same time, I also wish that, like, um, you know, just like the just the justice system doesn't really care about rapists at all, and it really is really disturbing. Mm-hmm. Like they'll do more if they figure out they can get away with that. They just let it happen. And then they're like, oh, they think, okay, I can do more. It's been proven many, many times. like,
0: five years, ten years. Yeah. Except for here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we had a guy, I'm not gonna say where I live, obviously, but the city that I live in, in Mississippi, um, he broke into a house. This was months ago. This was, like, last year. Yeah. He broke into a house. He raped two little girls, beat up the grandma. When he got arrested, um... He was, like, naked in the attic or something. I don't know. Anyways, they arrested him. And then he got life in prison without the possibility of parole. Good. They were like, uh, no, nah, bitch. She's like, cray-cray. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're putting you away. And one of my best friends slash brother is uh, a police officer here in our city. And he was like, yeah, we don't play. Um, we don't play with that. He's going to go. Away for a very long time. And they should do that.
1: Because it's not like they're going to be like, you know what? I went to jail for a couple years. I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. Like.
0: And even if. Because some people are going to come. Some people could probably come for us in the comments being like, well, not everybody on the the sex offenders list is, you know, that kind of person. And you're right. Sometimes there are guys on the sex registered sex offenders Mm -hmm. that maybe they had a girlfriend who was 16 and they were 18 Mm -hmm. or something like that. crazy
1: girlfriend, for sure. But.
0: That is a very small margin. I just want you guys to understand. I have a lot of family in law enforcement. That's a very small margin of people that we're talking about that get Mm -hmm. put on the sex offenders list for that reason. And the grand scheme of things, because I know, I've looked at all the sex offenders in our area. Oh yeah, I have. I'm not going to tell you where I live, but I know you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I look at it on a daily, by the way. Because mm-hmm. I want to know how many are in my neighborhood. Because they're everywhere. I mean, you can't get away from them. And I want to know what they were charged with. I want to know, um, you know, how far away they live. And I want to have pictures of them. Because if one of them rolls up on one of my kids outside, I'm going to cap them in the face. I'm just yeah, going to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, no. I know who But you I am going to call the police. And be like, what the fuck are you doing talking to my kid? Bye. <laughs> you want to die today? You might want to go. <laughs> um, so anyways, just... Yeah, just be mindful when you're out. Um, A quick little story before we go. This was back in the 90s, like I said. And so my parents were kind of paranoid at the time. And um, I don't remember this, but my mom told me this story. So we were in Sears, and I was probably like four or five, probably four. And this was not too long after J.C. had disappeared. Mm -hmm. And she remembers that she saw me and she looked at the clothes and the next minute she looked down and I wasn't there so she freaks out they run up to the front like my dad's freaking sprinting up there tells them to close the doors they close all the doors they lock it down like this place is locked down nobody can leave they're all hollering my name looking for me It's oh, funny because I, remember now. I, remember I didn't now. get kidnapped, thank yeah. God. But they're all looking for me. And then all of a sudden she hears like snickering. She's like, <laughs> and she said she looked through the clothes rack and I was in the middle of the clothes rack. Cause you remember how you yeah. could get in the middle of the clothes rack back in the day. I hiding. was in the middle hiding. Yeah. And, uh, she wanted to beat me to death, but she just <laughs> like hugged me I was like, I'm so glad," you know, freaking out, yeah. you know? So, um,
1: yeah, been so pissed. I would. Like, you little
0: shit. <laughs> died. <laughs> yeah. I have never lost one of my kids in public, but I one like I think it was my daughter. At one point, I thought she was like in her room, but she wasn't in her room, and she was outside in the backyard. But I didn't see her because she was like around a bush, and yeah. we have a fenced-in backyard, so it's fine. But still, like I didn't see her. Mm-hmm. I went outside, I came back in, I went to the front, I didn't see her, I went to, like, I looked under her bed, her closet, everywhere, and it wasn't her fault because I didn't say her name when I stepped out, but I couldn't find her and I was freaking out, like, I don't know if you've ever almost... Thought you lost one of my kids? I don't know, you're their aunt, so maybe <laughs> think, maybe Isaac
1: one time when we were <laughs> yeah. younger when I was a babysitter. So
0: him. you just like your heart sinks to like the very bottom yeah. of your toes and you like all these scenarios run through your
1: head, like
0: you know. Oh, just I remember one time at the
1: cabin we were trying to find Isaac and we didn't know where he was and he was really young and dad was running to the water. And remember that? We were all mm-hmm. looking for him and then he came out and he was like, What are you doing? Oh, like dad yeah, was yeah. legit sprinting to the water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, was actually, I was, I he was actually he was
0: down there with daddy working on something, not near the water. He was yeah. probably, he was older, he was probably like 6. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, daddy thought that he went like fell in the fell in the water at the at the cabin, but yeah, he was like problem. under the house where he was when he was working with dad. Yeah. He was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like I didn't go nowhere, you know. So yeah, um anyways, that's that's our that's our story we're done yeah. we're done rambling, we're done rambling. <laughs> so, um but we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and go ahead and give us a like comment down below please please comment and mm-hmm. and uh, give us a review on Apple because that really helps us out when you guys review us. They've probably already turned this shit off by now, probably. But hopefully <laughs> not. <laughs> Maybe hopefully not. not. Um, if you guys made it all the way to the end, let us know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see you guys Sunday. Don't forget live Q and A. Be there or be square. <laughs> all right. That's up. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.